Star Wars sessions. Probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars sessions podcast. Part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars sessions. This is the way. This is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me here, as ever, in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan, and buddy out there. He looks great in orange, and he loves trains. It's Luke Bly, Master Bly Walker. How are you, sir? Trains! <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh, you're right, mate. Happy, yeah. uh, happy Kenobi week. Oh, happy and celebration Obi-Wan. week. And celebration week. Um, mate, there is just too much going on. I can't cope. The Elizabeth lines opened in London. It's yes. unreal. It's unreal. I'm on, I'm off my rocker with geekiness. <laughs> well, I remember you and McGregor was in a film called Train Spotting. Is that like a really tenuous link? No, it, it works. Okay. That's what he was doing. That film is actually about him, like waiting <laughs> for the construction to be finally complete on Crossrail, aka the Elizabeth Line. It's taken that long, guys. It's been since the nineties. <laughs> In any uh, kids listening, don't watch that film to check though. <laughs> the <laughs> sessions didn't send you. Please, no. Um, but That's no, it. how are you, sir? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm really good. Really good. A nice weekend. Uh, nice few days up London as well with the missus. Nice. It, it's been it's been great. It's been a really good. But it's it's one of those where you can't help but think, ah, oh, you know, next week Kenobi. <laughs> few days. He Kenobi. has a great time with his wife, and he's like, yeah, but Obi-Wan yeah, in a but few Ewan days. McGregor. I don't know. You and McGregor. He's he's up there and he's up there yeah mate it's just surreal it is surreal Um, this is full Kenobi hype season even during dinner during dinner tonight we put on the Lad Bible YouTube channel um, the yeah yeah the Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor one. We're just watching all these like little tidbits, these little clips and promo stuff. A lot of which is like, oh, you know, what's your favorite pizza? And he's like, oh, well, <laughs> pineapple. And he's like, oh, no, I like anchovies and pepperoni. <laughs> that is, is, is he bad, Italian or? <laughs> that's such a bad uh, hey, uh, Ewan McGregor. It's just in the moment. It's in the moment. I'm just frying it in. I haven't thought about it. Enough, I was but, watching stuff like that as well yesterday, funny enough. Just like really? on YouTube, just watching like the Joe Dye, uh, mm. the Matt magic stuff and talking about his mullet and in the attack of the clones and that. i've been i'm so glad we're, we've both been sort of doing the same thing it, within hours of each other just checking out all of the, the the huge press machine juggernaut that this show's having well i was saying to the missus like earlier i was like they are they're they are going in yeah. on the marketing which Cinematic we were told level. we were told that months ago weren't we mate boy and we released that as kind of like an exclusive that disney lucas on that treating this like a film i don't recall the last disney plus series I, I i think in fact this might be the biggest marketing push for a disney plus series ever uh, no i, I think no i think it is close Every, all of them, including the MCU ones, have had they've had uh, obviously press junkets and interviews and TV mm-hmm, spots. Mm-hmm. But this feels like you say, feels like a movie. Like the way the press mm-hmm. junkets are presented. For example, the book of Boba Fett. A lot of this was also down to COVID. Let's not forget. But a lot of that, some of those were done remotely, True. so you wouldn't necessarily have 
um, Ming-Na and Tim Weller in the same room. Whereas now you've obviously got, you know, you've got Ewan and Hayden in the same room. You've got the Obi-Wan Kenobi backdrops and Moses Ingram is there as well, looking great in all of the interviews mm. with them as well. So they're really, really, really pushing this. And why shouldn't they? They know what they've got and uh, they know that the fans are going to lap it up. And it's just to get those those stragglers who either haven't heard of uh, Obi-Wan or who aren't fully on the train because they, they think, oh, no, the prequel characters, they're, they're gunning for them. Well, do you know what else I've noticed? You know I'm a massive, massive Stranger Things fan. God, I'm a oh, massive yeah. Stranger Things fan. Stranger Things really anticipated season. Season four of this show, we've waited a long time for this, is airing on Friday too. Netflix and Disney Plus are going to war. These are these are the streaming wars, man. And I tell you what, mate, I'm not seeing a great deal of Stranger Things buzz. And I'm sure, I'm sure this series will do very, very well because it's Netflix. It's there. It's one of their flagship shows. They're going to push it hard once it's out. But mate, compared to what they've been doing with Kenobi, I'm just not seeing like the talk show stuff. I'm not, I'm just not seeing what they've done for Kenobi. I'm not no, seeing it. So um, I've I don't seen, know. Obviously they've been dropping articles here and there and the, the show was, has been reviewed by select outlets recently uh, in the That's last right. few days and it's got, very, of course, it's got very decent reviews coming out of it, and people are excited. But yeah, I'm not really seeing the cast interviews or anything like that. And and Disney really are pushing the boat uh, it, with this and their other franchises. It seems in the in the last well six to eight weeks, they're really going for it. And mm. dude, you know, we've we've we have criticised on this show Lucasfilm's marketing or slash Disney for the longest time. It never seems to be great, but now for this show, I think they've nailed it. Yeah, it seems like that, mate. It seems like that. And uh, hopefully they continue because the marketing as well, it continues while the show is airing, of course. But uh, Matty Boy, has there been any other Kenobi tidbits recently from the sessions? I think there kind of has, right? Well, I mean, you're talking about marketing. The the show's going to get plenty of marketing from us and other fellow creators out there, friends of ours in the Star Wars uh, podcasting universe. However, we do have a massive piece of news to drop in terms of scheduling going into the Kenobi series. And we wanted to drop it now so you all uh, don't come on a Wednesday and think, Where's, where's, where's Lukey boy? Where's Matty boy? From whilst the shows are dropping on a Wednesday, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, we will be dropping the main episode of Star Wars Sessions on a Friday. So mm. starting from June the 3rd, we will be dropping the shows on a Friday. So this coming week, as you're listening now, it's normal day and Kenobi comes out on Friday. From next week, which uh, is the week commencing the 30th of May, the shows will be dropping on Friday for the duration of the Kenobi show because we don't want the fantastic uh, work we do on these main shows to be eclipsed by the utter filth. That is going to be Kenobi. As you know, yeah. we're going to be dropping our recaps yeah. weekly. So look out for those. But for the next <laughs> five weeks, I think it is four or five weeks, the main show will be dropping on a Friday and it then will revert back to Wednesday. Luke, are you going to remember to turn up on the right day now? I think so. Maybe. I think if if Kenobi does its job, though, I'm just going to be in like a, a trance for the next few weeks. I'm just going to be walking around. And people are like, Luke, you're right. I'll be like, what? Kenobi? Ken- Hello what? there. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Another yeah. happy landing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Move. 
Uh, well, Matty Boy, you've also been a little bit of a busy geezer. Uh, Matty Boy dropped the review, the spoiler-free, or spoiler review, spoiler. not spoiler-free, spoiler <laughs> review of Star Wars Brotherhood. How is it? It's good. We, we've, good we've mentioned it recently, right? You 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 enjoyed it, right? I did enjoy it. Like I said, it, mm. it, it dropped as an extra episode last week, so go check it out. Um, the new novel by Mike Chen, set just after the start of the Clone Wars, and... Yeah, I thought it was a really good book. Um, not without its lulls at certain times, but it, there were, you know, the name drops that come in there, the callbacks to Attack of the Clones are fantastic. And, and this lad had a few moments where he smiled a big oh. old Cheshire cat grin at some of the people that Mike Chen included as kind of, you know, minor players or just a name drop. But I was like, there, there they are. We've, we've waited since 2002 or even in some cases 1999 to hear that name again. Um, and they're back. But no, the story in itself is really good. Doesn't necessarily play into the series, like I said before, that it probably won't do other than, mm. show, other than again, strengthening the bond of these two characters, Obi-Wan and Anakin, the brothers. Mm. So when we, right. so, so each time we watch the Clone Wars or Sith or Obi-Wan, Kenobi soon, you know, all of this will kind of combine together. But yeah, good book. Go to, good job, Mike Chen. Go check it out on the Star Wars Sessions podcast feed. Um, Good job. On. Good job. Carrying on being busy. Uh, the last call for those in and around Essex or who fancy flying into South End for a day. On the 29th of May, the Sunday, I'm going to be at the Screen Signers by the Sea events in South End on Sea End for a couple of hours, just hanging out with some of the um, Star Wars convention alumni. And I know one or two of you guys are coming along as well. So if you happen to be in the area or you want to meet some uh, some cast members of Star Wars, and you want to buy me a donut, then, yeah, about lunchtime, Sunday, come see. Come hit me up. Uh, my boy loves a donut. I love a loves donut. Loves a donut. Too much. We, lo- <laughs> we both Too do. Much. We, we are donut do. fans. But, uh, I mean, I've been, yeah, I've, I've been a busy boy, mate, but it's all for the name of the Sessions. However, we do have uh, one more piece of news breaking out of Sessions HQ, don't we, mate? Yes, and it's a huge shout out to our latest patrons, Stacey Stanley and Mario Aguela, who have both joined at the Hello There tier. Appropriate. Appropriate. Um, welcome to the sessions, sickheads, Stacey and Mario. Uh, there's loads of content there. And I'm sure you're already getting stuck into the podcasts, to the Journal of Luke Blywalker, to Jibber Jabber with Jabber the Hut, and all the other filth that goes along with that. There is going to be another watch along coming soon. Stay, 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 keep, keep your eyes on Patreon. Stay tuned for that. It's coming. And also, we did drop recently on socials that there is a slight $10 tier amendment. So go over there and look at that. Spoiler, there's going to be a Star Wars quiz and it's going to be sick. I am, I'm beyond excited for this and we're going to publish it like a podcast. It's it, it, honestly, I'm ridiculously excited for this. And if it, creatively, it just feels like the right thing. It feels like really juicy, you know? So, man, I'm, I'm buzzing for that. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You guys can sign up for as little as $2 a month, and you're getting a mad amount of content on there. So uh, please consider that if you can. And if not, if you're listening on something like Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please just give us a good review. And we will be more than happy to accept that kind of support. And if you don't want to support us, then uh, 
Fine. Then shut up. <laughs> Do <laughs> one. Clear off. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we will. We welcome all, even, even those who are a bit lazy and don't want to <laughs> leave us a review. But Because uh, we know you're listening. We know there are lots of you <laughs> that are listening You've who don't these. do reviews. We see ya. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, what what that guy said, basically, I'm not going to go through all again because what Luke said is it. Stacey, Mario, uh, honestly, thanks, guys, for signing up. We we hope you love what we're putting out. And we've got so much filth coming on Patreon this month and going forward, as usual, that uh, we know you're going to enjoy it. So thank you so much for signing up at that tier and supporting the show. Now, um, it feels like we're all newsed out, my man. All the news of the galaxy is uh, is gone, but that's only what's emanating from Sessions HQ. Oh, no, because I can hear the sounds of Big Ben Kenobi in the background, which you and I, we know only means one thing, big boy. It must mean, mate, boy. It must mean it's a galactic news round. <laughs> Star Wars Hyperspace Stories, a 12-issue anthology series featuring fan-favourite heroes and villains across every era of Star Wars, will launch in August from Dark Horse Comics. And Colin Cantwell, the artist who designed many of the spacecraft in the Star Wars films, including the X-Wing, TIE Fighter, Star Destroyer and Death Star, has sadly passed away at the age of 90. Hi, this is Nick Joseph, Major Arho Extrafon in Star Wars A New Hope, and you are listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. May the Force be with you. Obi, Obi, Kenobi, Kenobi. Oh, Luki boy's been saying it. It's Kenobi oh. week, and what better way to celebrate Kenobi week than, well, talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi. We're here now before we find out even more about the galaxy's greatest mullet wearer. We thought we'd kind of look back at the, 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 the adventures, the journey of Obi-Wan Kenobi from Padawan to Force Ghost, you know, where where he's been mainly through the films and obviously the animated series as well. And then at the end, you know, what might we get? How can how will Kenobi change all of this? It's going to get very confusing calling the series Kenobi whilst we're talking about Kenobi. But, mate, all I care <laughs> about true. is Kenobi. Well, I mean, it wasn't going to be called anything else, was it? It wasn't going to be called anything <laughs> else. But I, we, we figured it'd be a real interesting discussion to sit down and, and just chat like the history of Kenobi, looking at Obi-Wan through the eras, through the years, Phantom Menace, all the way to the rise of Skywalker. A lot of people kind of forget Obi-Wan's kind of connection to the sequels but it's there it's definitely there and of course you know we're getting a series this week real soon so there's that as well it's all part of the it's all part of the hype fest we love the hype we love the hype but pre phantom menace matty boy what do you know about obi-wan pre phantom menace well, I bet he was a bit of a ladies' man. That's all I can think about. You know, <laughs> yeah. look at the way he says hello there. But um, yeah. yeah, we don't know an awful lot. We know that he was uh, George Lucas said he was born on the planet of Stujon, named after John Stewart. And George Lucas came up with that 
on the John Stewart show there and then he's like, all right, just you know, through John. And that was it. They've just run with it. No, we've never seen I, this planet in any <laughs> legends book or no. canon, but they're just running with Stu John. Um, so that's where no. he was born. Yeah, they just no. Stu John. That's what they're going with until they change it. Can't oh, they uh, it. You know, um, Stu John. Yeah. yeah, that's literally how it was. But um, yeah, we haven't seen too much. Uh, we had the Master and Apprentice novel from Claudia Gray, which was seven years prior to The Phantom Menace. Great book. Um, and in terms of Kenobi, there he's he's still headstrong. He's trying very hard to appease and impress his master, Qui-Gon Jinn. He's going out of his way to impress Qui-Gon and along the way makes some mistakes and obviously has to learn from those. And we are going to get a new book called Padawan by mm. Kirsten White comes out on July 26th, which actually goes back further, about 10 years before A New Hope. So we're going to be seeing even younger Obi-Wan. And maybe we'll see the first meeting between him and Dexter Jester in that. So uh, we don't know too much about Obi pre-Phantom Menace, other than he was um, he was a bit cheeky, he was a bit naughty at times, and he was he, he didn't quite know, understand why Qui-Gon Jinn was the way he was in terms of authority and the council, uh, which is interesting given how... Um, his story goes throughout of uh, his own personal journey through Star Wars. But yeah, pre-Phantom Menace, not an awful lot is known about our boy Obi-Wan, mate. No, not at all. And I suppose, really, it's that Obi-Wan is so intrinsic to the Skywalker saga that ultimately his story is the Skywalker saga, isn't it? It's so heavily linked to that, that yep. the kind of before and well, after, not that there is a lot of after, but you know, <laughs> the, the before you, you arguably pro it's not that important, is it? And that's why I think this Kenobi series is going to be a banger is because Obi-Wan is such a cornerstone of this story of this family. And really, when you think about it, Mabel, we've not had any sort of expanded content like this yet. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and by expanding content, you know, I'm including like Rogue One, Solo, um, Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, you know, probably the closest one that is so intrinsically linked to the Skywalker sagas, maybe Rogue One, but that yeah. is more because it sets off a chain of events that that includes the skywalkers this is just directly to do with them isn't it you know and so yeah i'm i'm looking forward to kind of um uh chatting about kenobi through the lens of the skywalker saga but also the opposite you know without that lens so looking forward to it mate phantom menace to attack of the clones what was kenobi like apart from being you know the ideal man there should just be like a magazine cover somewhere the ideal man like ideal home magazine but ideal man and it's just you and mcgregor a different shot of obi-wan not even you and mcgregor obi-wan <laughs> i have a bad feeling about this that's good news. If they find us, they will crush us, grind us into tiny pieces, and blast us into oblivion. Oh, yes. Hello. You must be very proud. You were right about one thing, Master. The negotiations were short. Oh, don't worry. That's why I'm here. Good job. No! (laughs) (laughs) 
doesn't end well for Obi Wan at the end of the Phantom Menace, mate. As he does, I, I can't, I can't deal with this, mate. I can't deal with oh, this. Yes. <laughs> like, that, that is Obi between episodes one and two like teenage sorry in his 20s going on to his 30s derising padawan um becoming a jedi knight losing his master and tra- training the chosen one so um yeah we first meet first meet him and in the phantom menace we've quite gone on the ship and you know he's he's already sort of been schooled by his master you know keep your focus in the here and now basically is Qui-Gon saying to him but throughout the Phantom Menace quite uh, Obi-Wan is a bit he's a bit of a jerk at times to people he meets yeah uh, like, when, when, like yeah. To, to to Jar Jar and also to Anakin why do I sense we've picked up another pathetic life form um and then he obviously comes to probably quite like Anakin by the end of that but um mm. so yeah the Phantom Menace through to Attack of the Clones you see a maturity level in him change like Phantom Menace headstrong clones bit more cheeky i think but um do you remember when you first mm. saw ewan for the first time as obi-wan oh yeah i thought he was just like an absolute leg end i was <laughs> like oh my and that would have been devon um phantom menace you know I, and i i just associate the um you know like the plastic lightsabers that you that, that came out for phantom menace the ones that would like you'd whip them out and <laughs> for lack of a better a better expression but there's always that the big red button that you'd like slide or hold down and you know and uh oh man i i I just have such a strong relationship and and connection to star wars and ewan mcgregor as obi-wan more so than i do with alec guinness because once again i grew up with the prequel films and so, yeah, Ewan McGregor, I think, kills it. I, re- I remember seeing him for the first. What, what did you think? Because obviously, yeah, you were a bit, a wee bit older than I. I was. Did you buy into him being Obi Wan? Yes, because in the first film, he's trying very hard to be Alec, Alec Guinness, which he himself has said. You know, he's mm. he, he'd come into this universe, he's still learning his trade somewhat, even despite being in a huge hit like Train Spotting. He was kind of very much True. channeling Alec Guinness, whereas in the second film, he has that, but he's also bringing his own kind of spin to it. And you can see that in the character as well. In you know, in the, in the first film, he's more studious, whereas in Attack of the Clones, he's still following the letter of the law, but he's a bit looser with it. Like when you see him go to talk to Dexter to get almost like black market information, Attack of the Phantom Menace, Obi-Wan, I can't imagine doing that. Because he seemed to be very much like, no, this is the way of the order. This is the way we do it. And, you know, by the time we get 10 years down the line, he's growing a mullet and he's hanging out of a space basilisk um, uh, in, I, a, in a diner. I almost, I almost feel like with the promotions recently, they've been calling Obi-Wan Attack of the Clones, like mullet head, or he's got a mullet. Yeah. And I think it's like unfair. The dude's just got long combed hair. It a mullet, as well. I always think I always think a mullet is like when it's short kind of on top and then long at the back, but it's not it's like that. Point. It's just it's just brushed back. It's just like standard. It's he, and it's he looks and he looks beautiful. Oh, so he's he looks the only one who can pull that off. You probably so, could be. He's the only one who can pull it off. So leave off, will ya? Yeah. Leave <laughs> off. Leave no, off everyone's here, Hayden. But but yeah, no, yeah, he's come on. We see him obviously in the in in the Phantom Menace, and we kind of see his journey from <laughs> fighting with Qui Gon to you know watching him die at the end of that film, mm. and then going from somebody who was almost distrustful of newcomers to being having the chosen one 
thrust upon him, you know, the last words, you must train the boy. Ah, so from a young age, Obi-Wan has now got to train the chosen one. Whether the council like it or not, he's got to train the chosen one. So his life's been thrown here upside down at that moment. Hmm. It's special, I think, mate. Just seeing the beginning of what's become the Obi-Wan. Yeah. You know, and I think just seeing that now, seeing the response, and I, I, I've found it so almost like, I, I don't want to cheapen the word, but I find it almost encouraging seeing Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen realize how loved the prequel trilogy really is and also how loved their characters are yeah like they are just adored and i think just seeing that and seeing them maybe channel that energy into the show yeah mate it's exciting stuff yeah no well it had to start somewhere this is where our boys i can't wait and i'm looking forward to seeing how this kenobi when we see him if we can see kind of hints of his clones, Kenobi, of his Phantom Menace, are we going to see any kind of, you know, physical or behavioral callbacks to that one? Or are we going to mm. see a totally changed Obi-Wan? And that's what I love because in, in the first two films, you can see a change in the character. Right, right. Which I think is for all of George Lucas's directorial flaws and script flaws, you and did what he could with it. And you can see that there is a change. There's a time gap and he's changed as a character because probably because of having to work with um, any little Annie um, and, and the book actually, um, which I'll mention, I've already mentioned like the, the brotherhood book, you know, kind of we Kenobi's dealing with accepting Anakin as an equal. Whereas before that, he was just a Padawan he used to argue with all the time. And yeah, yeah I, you, you, you see him change through the first two films, but I, I don't know if I have a, if I ask, if I had to ask you now, which of the, um, Kenobi's do you prefer Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clone which which one would you think is you know your I don't want to say favorite but preferred out of the two right now no honestly I think Attack of the Clones because I think Ewan is so much more comfortable in the role I think the uh I think I just think the hair it's yeah the hair I'm just thinking of like his encounters with uh with Django on Camino and you know we get we get the that's good news and good job. You know, we get, <laughs> we get job. so, but even away from kind of like the prequel <laughs> memes, I think you and he's just doing, he's just doing his job properly in, and that's not to say he was doing it wrongly in Phantom Menace, but I really, really love him. Really love him mm-hmm. in Attack of the Clones. I he's think it's more to do as well. He has more to do. There's a wee bit more action. And I think he's he's really growing into that master role, you know? And I think maybe we just all associate Obi-Wan Kenobi with that kind of master, that elder sort of character. And yeah, I think he just grows into that more in Attack of the Clones. What about you, mate? Because I love him in both. I love him in both. But what were you saying? If you had to pick one. Probably clones as well. But Mm. I can't help but smile when I think of the Phantom Menace Obi with his short hair and his little Padawan braid. I know. Then in the next film, his little rat tails all grown out in the next film. But yeah, I think in the second film, in clones, um, the character gets more to do, more. He's more trusted by the council. He's sent to Kamino to investigate. Well, yeah, he's sent or takes himself to Kamino to investigate this start and who's trying to assassinate the, the Senator Amidala. And uh, yeah, we get to see more of his kind of um, 
I would say diplomatic kind of ways as he's beefiness. trying to beefiness. <laughs> yeah, he's beefiness. We're trying to he's kind of the character's basically being trusted to sort this out and he's having to try and deal with well, these Kaminoans we've never met, and also Django Fett, who's clearly up to something nefarious, something naughty, it and at Camino and it ends up in a fist fight. So um I just love how we go from that kind of upstart in the first one to hanging out of decks in a diner, you know, having a fist fight with a bounty hunter on Camino getting caught in geonosis having dooku basically say to him oh by the way the sith lord he's behind everything and he's like basically like Mm. not (laughs) and then Mm. by the end the clone wars have started so within 10 years he's got to train the chosen one um and the clone wars has begun so he's got it's got to become a master a general and a soldier all in the space of 10 years and yet he kind of does it hello there another happy landing Sith Lords are our speciality. You are the chosen one! Your move. Don't try it! If met Satine, you know I once harbored feelings for her. It's over, Anakin! I have the high ground! Oh no, I'm enjoying this far too much. Should I leave you two alone? I don't think so. Had you said the word... I would have left the Jedi Order. You were my brother, Anakin. I loved you. I loved you. What a nice way to end off. But uh, yeah, it's the it's the kind of Euro like trance. <laughs> the tron, that's it, it's trance. <laughs> With Obi Wan crying over the top of it, I thought it was a nice juxtaposition. <laughs> there. This is what it's all about. Um, these between, I think, in Clone Wars and Sif. Now the character. This is where it, well, not only has it become a meme a machine, but this is where like the Obi Wan that I think most people know comes to comes to the fore here. Mainly, obviously, Sith because not everyone has seen the Clone Wars. But if you've seen the Clone Wars, you'll be richly rewarded with his mm. with his character arc because obviously in in the Clone Wars we find out about his past relationship with Satine, which is you know becoming a bigger and bigger deal with fans. Uh, Maul, Darth Maul returns, and they have their fights all throughout. Uh, the order Jedi orders being ripped apart throughout the Clone Wars, and obviously him and Anakin and their tussles and everything else he has to do, and then you get into Revenge of the Sith, where in Revenge yeah. of the Sith he gets knocked out by Dooku. You know he thinks actually, oh, I've just killed Grievous. This is the end of the order. Then Order sixty six is uh, unleashed. Then he has to fight his friend and brother on Mustafar and lock his limbs off. And then he has to see his kids be born and then hide them and then has to go and realise, oh, now I've got to spend the rest of my life on Tatooine. Didn't really... It's, it's mm. probably He's probably had better eras of his life than fighting in a war and then yeah. ended up in exile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's basically. A, but it, it goes to Sean. I think this is almost um, the most beautiful part of his life maybe not for him but it goes (laughs) to show it maybe goes to show how how dedicated he is to the cause but really to to the idea of the jedi you know obi-wan probably knows you know not everything in the jedi is perfect but he still realizes that, that that number one they're the good guys and that there needs to be a hope even when, even during the Clone Wars and during Re- Revenge of the Sith, you know, he sees, you know, he can sense the darkness of Anakin. He can sense these kind of obvious, 
hints that maybe Anakin is is conflicted, and yet Obi Wan is still that brotherly figure to him. And let's not forget that that, that Obi Wan is Anakin's brother, brotherly figure, not yeah. fatherly figure. And so, I mean that that has its own like set of complications that go along with it. But yeah, I I think it's. It's incredible. And uh, everything from, obviously, he's got the relationship with Satine, Duchess Satine. You know, it shows that Obi-Wan really does have that soft side. He's got this dude that's now like half robot trying to flip and chase him down and kill him, Maul, and yet he survives that. You know, the skirmishes with Asajj Ventress. Yeah. You've mentioned here, Matty Boy. There's loads, mate. He's survived Order 66, and yet he's still, he's still believes and i think that's why this series could be so interesting it's because how long can a dude believe you know when he's the only one when he's in exile when he's not got his family not got his brothers brothers betrayed him and man you got he's he's a special person he's very very special character and a reliable friend but it's a bang on the money there mate the what what you've just said is spot on because it's not only did he we find out about Satine, but he had to watch her get murdered in yeah. the love of his life, get murdered in front of his eyes. Then he had to, well, what he thinks is kill his brother, Anakin, yeah. yet yeah. still didn't turn, still wasn't consumed by the dark side. The war didn't take him, you know, seeing his love murdered, seeing his best friend, again, in his eyes, die, seeing the Republic fall, the Jedi Order decimated, yet he's still held on to hope and he never turned to the mm. dark and mm. which is why again kind of harking to the show the series that when we're going we're going to see him in a different place we're going to hopefully see him in a different frame of mind because in the first you know three quarters of revenge of the sith especially and all through the clone wars for the most part he's still quite jovial we still cracking jokes of anakin there's that friendly banter and because yeah. no because like you say he knows something's up but nobody could have foreseen what was going to happen with palps playing both sides and, you know, we don't, we haven't really seen him come to terms with that yet. And I think we're going to. And everything you've mentioned and we've just mentioned as well together, you know, trying to kind of comprehend all that, uh, all happening in the space of a few years leading up to exile and not on a nice planet either, like Scarif. You're on Tatooine, like the harshest. If it was, if there's a bright center to the universe, Tatooine is the furthest from it. Mm-hmm. You're, on a, you're mm-hmm. on a dust bowl. You're looking over your shoulder for the rest of your life, but you've got to commit to look after the son of the chosen one with one eye on Leia, yep. on Alderaan as well. You know what I mean? Pretty much this, his entire life from 20 years old has been training the chosen one, fighting a war, watching the Republic and Jedi fall, now watching over the chosen one's son. It's, the whole his whole life has basically been responsibility and not just to the Jedi. But like you said, he's shown that he's the beacon of what a true Jedi is a Jedi in in not no, excuse the pun, but in spirit as well, you know. He's unbreakable. Mm-hmm. And then and this mm-hmm. area really shows that, mate. Exactly. Exactly. I love I've I've loved that expression in spirit as well. You know, he's, he's, he's dedicated, truly, truly dedicated. And that lasts through the Kenobi series, which we will get to, which we will get to. Um, and it goes all the way into his exile period. And this is all after, but I mean, bear in mind, hang on to this feeling as well. Try to, try to have, try and put yourself in Obi-Wan's shoes. Try and put yourself in a fictional character's shoes. <laughs> it's real to he, me. 
this this dude it's real to me like, this dude has seen his brother burn to death in his, in his in his mind burn to death on the let's not forget as well padme mm. as well he watched padme yeah. die he's been yeah. there since day one with her he watched her die and after giving birth out of nowhere because at, at the end he realized that she was pregnant but and then like an hour two two hours later he had to basically come back and say yeah anakin's fine he's just on mustafar um he said he's having to live with that and then luke and leia's mother is has died as well and mm. he's been there to witness that so you know one, one of the beacons of light you know and, and hope in the republic you know, has also been extinguished along with the republic so there's that angle as well it's just heartbreak, heartbreak. it literally is the poor bloke can't catch a break, can he? Give him a break. And, 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 and yeah, it's just a strong, strong, strong man. This is Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. I regret to report that both our Jedi Order and the Republic have fallen, with the dark shadow of the Empire rising to take their place. This message is a warning and a reminder for any surviving Jedi. Trust in the Force. Do not return to the temple. That time has passed, and our future is uncertain. We will each be challenged. Our trust, our faith, our friendships. But we must persevere, and in time, a new hope will emerge. May the Force be with you, always. You're in the wrong place, Ezra Bridger. If you define yourself by your power to take life, your desire to dominate, to possess, then you have nothing. I had no intention of fighting him, though that seems inevitable now. One doesn't survive as long as I have by being foolish or unprepared. Look what I have risen above. Kenobi! That flaming Do you remember the first soundbite, time? that Kenobi one. Oh Lots my! Of my listeners remember that. I don't think their ears have recovered from that <laughs> when when volume control suddenly became a thing on the soundboard. Um, mate, the exile. We don't know too much about the years in between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Of course, we're going to get a series which kind of covers some of that. What we do know is that um, he he wrote a journal for Luke, which he got in the marvel comics in which he kind of described a lot of what he was getting up to at the time which mostly kind of involved keeping the peace on tatooine like foiling the jabba's moist attacks saving tuscan raider kids and fighting kusantan this massive wookie but we then finally see him in rebels in one of the best i know i know for you it's top tier as well one of the best moments or sequences or episodes of anything yeah in star wars when yeah, it, because of the holocrons, he is found by Ezra Bridger because Darth, because Maul wanted him to find him so he could get to <clears> him. <throat> that is why it works so well. Ezra didn't just find him and be like, oh, look, it's Master Kenobi. There was a reason why, and he explains it. But we, we, we realize that he is, he's a different Kenobi now. He is now the Alec Guinness era where he's not. He even says, you know, I didn't want to fight him, but it looks like that's inevitable. He's not there for the violence anymore. Like a Jedi doesn't use the force for attack, only defense. He's not that he's not about that anymore. He's about watching Luke. Luke is coming of that age now where, you know, 
he should be ready to be trained. Maul may looks like he's going to scupper that, but th- what he's saying, like, look what I've risen above and things like that. He is ascended now. He's almost kind of reached that level of like, mm. Jedi Nirvana. Mm. Whereas in this instance, in this altercation, Maul is still that hate filled angst ridden guy. He was in the Phantom Menace. Whereas we see the transformation in Obi-Wan, like from that first clip, which was his message to the order when he's lost hope almost to this kind of Zen like being in rebels, mate, we're going to get something in the middle of that soon. Well, beautifully put, because I think that that's exactly what the Kenobi series is. And for so long we were like, wow, I don't know what it's about. going to be about precisely, but you know, I, I always said I, I, I hoped that it was kind of like a psychological kind of deep dive into Kenobi. And I think that it's going to be some of that, but I think there is going to be a story that I think there is going to be uh, a, a storytelling, d- like kind of driving factor that develops Obi-Wan because let's, let's, let's try and think like, how does he get from A to B? How does he get from Revenge of the Sith to, you know, old Ben Kenobi, you know, like, t- best part of two decades later yep and he still has such strong faith in the force in the jedi in a hope in what he believes to be the chosen one luke skywalker and that is probably one of the uh, uh, for me for me personally one of the most important things in star wars rebels is this confirmation that for people like obi-wan and yoda you know, Luke is the chosen one for them. That's how they see it. Luke's the chosen one. And if not, then there's another. And that's Leia. And man, I, I, I think that we're in exciting territory because I think that's what the Kenobi series is going to do. How, how does how does man go from, you know, being like, oh, well, look, everyone stay away from the temple, go into hiding, blah, 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 to, you know, is he is he the chosen one? <laughs> he, is. he is. He yeah. will fire avenge uh, us. Fire, and Love that is it, that is a banging point, mate. Because you know Obi Wan doesn't want to fight Maul. He doesn't care about Maul in the grand scheme of things anymore. That ain't his concern. Maul is all about Kenobi. You know Obi Wan slish slash slosh loves a bit of nosh. Maul is dead, yeah. but he look you know, he what crazy. he's risen above. Look, exactly, look what he's risen above and. Uh, and the fact that when he delivers that fatal blow to Maul, he cradles him in his arms as he dies, similar to how he did with Satine and Qui-Gon as well. Um, mm. And there is no malice or hate there. He's, you know, he is, he will avenge us. Maul passes, he closes his eyes. And according to the uh, the stories, he he did put him on a funeral pyre, so he isn't coming back. Uh, so he gave him an actual send-off. He didn't just leave him there, he gave him a send-off. But also, I think that was also the story That's which was saying... That he didn't. Eat, by the way, he didn't just leave him for the womp rats to. He have didn't a nibble, feed him eh? to EOP. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, EOP, <laughs> come over <laughs> here, mate. You're looking quite hungry, there, EOP. Would you like some <laughs> more ribs? Um, would you like that, or would you like a burrito? A burrito? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, and EOP's like, no, I'm all about that more. But um, oh. yeah, no, the, yeah, that is the brilliant, brilliant point, mate. That you know, the, to him. You know, he's seen what happened to Anakin. Luke is the chosen one. And I love the discussion that that brought in the fandom as well, where, of course, the first time you hear that, you think, wow, are they changing the the prophecy? But no, just to that particular character in universe, 
Luke is the chosen one. As that message we've just heard said, he says, you know, a new hope will rise. You know, just basically just, just be patient. And to them, to him, a new hope is Luke Skywalker. Hello there. Luke! 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 Run, Luke, run! Don't give in to hate. That leads to the dark side. The Force is what gives the Jedi his power. You can't win, Darth. That's no moon. These aren't the droids you're looking for. You will go to the Dagobah system. Move along. I was wrong. You must learn the ways of the Force. This is a dangerous time for you. So what I told you was true, from a certain point of view. You were our only hope. I'm getting too old for this sort of thing. Remember, the Force will be with you, always. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Mate, a new hope through the through the OT now, Sir Alec Guinness, um, for whatever he may think of the character or the fame levels that it brought him, he was very very good, and he brought a respectability to a film which at the time had none when it was being made. You know, Star Wars was even within the cast and crew, like we've mentioned, but having Sir Alec Oscar winning Sir Alec Guinness thespian on set, and he is the he yeah, he's the blueprint. Go obviously everything Ewan did and James Arnold Taylor and in the Clone Wars and that and Stephen Stanton in Rebels was built from Sir Alec Guinness and his stoic um yet still got that kind of like glint cheeky glint in his eye um iteration of Obi Wan Kenobi and as you've just heard there this is a it's a very uh, Obi Wan's gone through a he goes through a character arc in the OT as well like in in Episode Four he's cheeky but he knows what he's got to do at the end when he faces yeah. he knows what he has to do but then he kind of turns into right you got to you got to train you, you know your only hope you will if you won't kill your dad nobody will oh what are we going to do now to you know accepting at the end and being there having a forced party on endor he kind of has his own kind of journey throughout as well and um ot uh ob ot ob mate obviously mm. you mentioned mm. alec guinness and your connection or with him compared to you and etc 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 but what are you thinking about ot ob compared to so where he's been you know it, it, does it all connect up nicely to the ot i think so i think it does because he's fixated on who he believes is the chosen one which yeah. only kind of supports that rebels episode oh. you know twin sons only it only just reinforces that and it shows us that, yeah, for, for Obi-Wan, this is the only way. This is the only way. And that's why it's ultimately, that's why it is the Skywalker saga, because Luke sees beyond that, you know, and, and, and Anakin still has that good in him. There is still Anakin in Darth Vader is maybe the better way to put it. But again, you, you can't have all of that without Obi-Wan. You still need that, that loyal, strong figure for Luke for any of this to happen for any of this to happen. And I think you, you, you're just seeing an Obi-Wan that is just ridiculously mature, you know, Mm -hmm. to have the faith that he has to be 
you know, struck down by Vader. When you think about it, it's like, man, yeah, the dude just like st- stood there and took it and, and, and just disappeared instantly because he had faith. Yeah. He didn't do that and know like, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to survive this. I'm definitely mm. going to be able to. He probably this works. Yeah. Yeah. There isn't that. It's, it's kind of, oh no, one in his heart, 100, 100%, he believes this is the way <laughs> you're, you're right yeah. for yeah. lack of a better expression so this is the way this is the way and just seeing him at the end mate with uh with with hayden christensen yes with anakin skywalker at the end of return of the jedi over looking luke oh it's so beautiful it's so gorgeous i adore it Adore it. One of my favourite moments in all of Star Wars. No, and I know you love that film. And when we first mm. meet Obi Wan, he's he's crazy old Ben. You know that crazy old guy who lives in the in the Dune Sea out there. Mm. That's how we. Uh, that's how we, as an audience, are introduced to him. And then we first see him, like waving his arms like a loony, gun. <laughs> really, mm. really nonsensically just screaming at love this point. It. But um, it works. <laughs> um, and then throughout, he's. We see that he's he's cunning, you know. He wants to train Luke as a Jedi like his father, but he's cunning. These aren't the joys you're looking for. Move along, uh, and and this skill that comes out of nowhere when he lops your boy Ponder Baba's arm off, he knows yeah. and and not quite not manipulating. <laughs> well, he actually is manipulating Han Solo to get him off world because I saw a great uh, thing on Twitter the other day. Sometimes that can happen, but when no. they're in, no, I believe me, when they're in the cantina and Obi Wan says, you know, we can give you three thousand now. And you know we we can give you fifteen thousand when we get to Alderaan. Basically, they were like he's basically saying when he got when they got to Alderaan, they were just going to drop a fifteen grand bill at Bail Organa's feet and say pay the man and walk off. I was like, I yeah. never actually thought about it like that. So he's well, still got that cheekiness to him. That must mean as well. He, I mean, there's the cheekiness for sure, but that must mean he's got some sort of relationship mm. with Bail, as we know from Rogue One, oh. and really as we know from the original trilogy, like you've said. But again, people don't just have a good understanding like that, and and not necessarily have contact. Of course, yeah. So, yeah, and yeah, how 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 these films are being recontextualized. Like the, you, the, the, he knows the only way to victory is sacrifice versus Vader. He knows that this is his time. The Force has basically told him this is your time now. And mm. as we've seen by all of the all of the posts online, the last thing he sees is Luke and Leia reunited for the first time since birth on Revenge of the Sith. And the look, you know, the the smile he gives, which could mean one of many things. In 1977, it was a look of, you know, watch this or I've got this almost. Now it's kind of a we did it kind of look and you could, yes, you could, you could have see it as many times as you want, but I, I love that. And then he obviously guides Luke through the trench run. So we now know that he has become more powerful than you could ever imagine. He's guiding Luke from the netherworld, from the ether Luke in his darkest moment in empire when he's one of one of his, <laughs> actually no, probably the darkest moments when he finds out who his governor is. But before that, when he gets sliced <laughs> up by the Wampa, it's Ben Kenobi who appears before him and says, yeah. you must go to Dagobah and train of Yoda and ben yeah ben ben, ben. He, he will go to the that dagobah system and train with you that's it and so he goes to yeah but even on yoda on yoda on dagobah you know ben's like you know he, he must on be yoda. trained yeah. yoda. <laughs> when he's on yoda yeah, when he's on dagobah ben's the one who's trying to get yoda to train him he's like no you have to train him doesn't matter if he's too old 
Ben, but like you said, Ben believes this kid is the the chosen one. He is the new hope and the only hope. And we get that all through Empire. Yeah, absolutely, you do. Absolutely, you do. And I I love see the story is so lovely. It's so lovely, and it revolves around this young boy and this little princess. From a certain point of view, from from a certain point of view, and you get that uh, as well. So, oh, mate, it is just all so good, isn't it? Come on, so come on, good. You yes, know it, Obi Dan Kenobi. Let's have a quick bit of juicy. Yeah, mm. oh, he's got yeah, juice tonight, everyone. I've got an apple, mango, and guava juice, and it's fit but, to, to um, keep him regular. To get it, very much does keep me regular. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he's got from a certain point of that. There's, then there's that line: "Is Darth Vader my dad?" Well, from what I told you was true from a certain point of view. We kind of see that. Is he as squeaky clean as we thought, though? There's that. He's been not he's not quite manipulating, but in order to get Luke to where he needs him to be, he doesn't tell him the truth about his dad. And then, you know, Luke's visibly like from a certain point. He looks like he wants to beat Obi-Wan's force ghost up. And also then when, when Luke says, I'm not going to kill my father, and Obi-Wan sort of sits down on the log and he's like, well, that's that then, basically. you, Charlie, It's very manipulative, like, well... Mm. We gave it a chance, but if you're not going to do it, oh, well, I suppose that's it. So we kind of see a different side to him in that moment. What are you thinking about that? Well, once again, it's it's the for Obi Wan. How on earth could there be the possibility of a redemption in in Vader, in yeah. Darth Vader, not Anakin Vader? You know, he's seen what he's done. He's heard of what he's done. Again, I think this plays into the series. I think it does. Um, And for him, you you understand why. He's thinking, no, this guy has to go. He has to go. And Luke is the only one who can do that. He can't interfere, can he? No, I, I get it. To be honest, I get yeah. it. It doesn't necessarily make it right, but you can you can try and understand from his point of, from his point of view what, where <laughs> where he's coming from, and that's what I think. I, I yeah, that's what I think, and that's the beauty of Star Wars. That's the point of it is that it is this father son bond, this very 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 special bond, and in that moment, really a display of love from both Luke and Anakin that saves the day. That is Star Wars. Yeah, so, spot on, mate. It, the only mm. person who could ever get through to him was his son. Obviously, Padme is no longer. She's, you know, her passing, partly at Vader's hand, is part of the kind of the catalyst also for him turning to the dark side. Um, Palpatine's manipulation of him. You know, Ahsoka tried, couldn't get through to him. Obi-Wan's tried, couldn't get through to him. You know, I'm sure most other people have tried, but they got a lightsaber through the neck. Well, this is, this is the thing. You say Obi-Wan's tried. Do you think he's going to try again? I think in I the think, series. I think, I think yeah. in the series, a lot of people are saying, will we, will we get finally get come kind of like come up and it's on the line, you know, Obi-Wan once thought as you do that he can mm. be redeemed. I think, I think we will do. I think we, mm. I think they'll, they'll fight. And at some point he's going to be like, mate, come on. Remember, or something along those lines. He won't, he won't say that, like, remember. But I think there is going to be some kind of need for coercion, similar to in Rebels, but obviously in a much bigger state sense when, yeah, uh, when Ahsoka's looking into looking at him and saying, like, you know, basically, come on, sir, come on, mate. And he's like, you know, then you'll die yeah. and all this kind of yeah. stuff. I think it's going to be like that where he thinks he's going to get through to him and then Vader's like, nah. And he's just going to go ham. 
I think Vader's mm. gone by this time. I know mm-hmm. they say in that there's going to be more to Darth Vader, but I think I hope you will try again and it's not going to work, but nobody else can get through. So no, I see what you're saying about Obi-Wan basically needed to get Luke in that position any way, shape or form he had to, even if he had to manipulate him through the most childish ways. Oh, well, mm. if you won't do it, we can't do it then, can we? If you don't bring your ball out, we can't play football. So, but um, yeah, it, it was all, I guess, for the greater good, the greater good, but greater um, yeah, good. Obi-Wan through the OT, you know, the sage wise old master, I think it was excellently handled. It was like you said, it was perfect. He kind of like almost then almost a father mentor alongside Vader. He became Luke's father figure at that time. And I think it connects brilliantly to what we see before that. And for all we know, that was the last we'd ever see or hear of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Jedi are all but extinct. Stay hidden, or we will not survive. They're coming. There's more to life than your farm, Owen. He needs to see that. There's a whole galaxy out there. I'm asking you to leave us alone, Ben. I mean it. Is he okay? You don't care if he's okay. You care if he's showing. It's my responsibility, Owen. Well, I'm his uncle. We talked about this. When the time comes, he must be trained. Like you trained his father. Where is he? that music gets me pumped every time i hear it the old hairs on the arm and the neck go mental battle of the heroes re recontextualizing to this new modern um epic piece of music (sighs) mate sequel trilogy let's talk about that quickly then because there is obviously much to say but there is still a presence he is still around he's still communicating with ray the kind of the the new hope, the new light of the Jedi. Ray, you know, these are your first steps alongside other Jedi. Ray, these are your first steps. And then we think, oh, that was nice. And then in Tross, when we we hear all of the the Jedi of the past, some of them, you know, the greatest hits, who's who, we hear them again calling to Ray, telling her to rise and saying, these are your final steps. Rise and take Mm. them. So Mm. even, even, you know, long since his passing, he's still... It has the power to influence what happens in the real world. And he was there, you know, watching, monitoring Ray and what was happening with the balance of the force, even throughout the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. He's prevalent because he's so important because he is a cornerstone to this story. He's so relate. He's for better and sometimes worse, I suppose, from a certain point of view. He he really is related to the Skywalkers. He is like Uncle mm-hmm. Ben 
you know, crazy old Uncle Ben, you know, the guy that you have, you got to invite to the barbecue. Some of the people are like, oh, here he is. He's the natter in the corner, yeah. But for some people, he's the, he's the favorite. He is the Uncle Ben and everyone loves him. Yeah. And I loved, I loved that appearance of um, Obi-Wan in Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker. Um, and I think it really, it, it makes sense from a master's point of view because Rey doesn't necessarily know Obi-Wan, but she doesn't really know any other Jedi at that time. Luke Skywalker's a myth. And to, to hear that voice again, you know, in the sequel trilogy, to bookend that kind of awakening and that journey, I think is, is beautiful. I think it's really nice. And it, it, I think it makes sense because it couldn't have really been anyone else. Because Kenobi is so invested in the Skywalkers. He is this elderly figure in that family. So, yeah, man, beautiful, beautiful stuff. And then hearing that Kenobi, Kenobi uh, footage oh, at the end it's there, mate. Oh, my just word. Filthy. And, he, and in the sequels, it is Alec Guinness. They, they uh, clipped some audio of Alec Guinness saying, Ray from Afraid, as people know, mm. and also Ewan McGregor. So we had. For the first time ever, you know, from a certain point of view, we had both Obi Wan's, like live action Obi Wan's, together in in audio form in these films. And you know, Obi Wan Kenobi himself has touched every; he's been in every single Star Wars film except the Last Jedi, though R two D two, the hologram when Leia says, "Help me, Obi Wan, you're my only hope." So he's mentioned by name in the Last Jedi. So he has a presence over in every single live action film even other than solo even a rogue one where they're like you know your mate the jedi we know they mean obi-wan kenobi so kenobi's yeah. been mentioned in all of them apart from solo but that's obvious because that was a different that's a different story whatsoever compared to the skywalkers and you don't need obi-wan showing up in that but yeah i think it's lovely bringing them back for the sequels and like you say being there amongst the wisest of the jedi helping essentially uh, luke and leia's padawan or trainer apprentice sorry ray you know in her in her awakening and in her final steps to defeating the darkness so i think that was a great touch and what's getting me more excited like you said then is when we get the series you know some of these things that we've seen in the prequels some of these things we've lived with in the ot and by all accounts jedi fallen order and rebels as well are going to take on new meaning with this mm. series and mm. like, lines that once meant something might mean like so many other things now. And, you know, the relationship we see with Luke, you know, maybe we'll see more of that with, with Leia. So there's more of a, um, a blanket, a uh, kind of view on him and the Skywalker kids. Mate, we're, we're, we're days away now from expanding that what everything we've just said is, is just already tells us of an amazingly written character and recently performed character. But there's still more to come. And before I kind of, before we kind of wrap and talk about, and mention the Kenobi series in finale, do you ever think we're going to hear or see Obi Wan again post Tross? You know, in some kind of, like, whether it's audio or force, because we don't, again, we don't know what's happening post Tross. We don't have any idea. But do you think that will be his last canonical appearance in the timeline? Um, Live action, I do. Mm -hmm. Live action, I think this is it. This yep. is it. And however, canonical, I think your only other bet, something that I can't help but think of is maybe 
the Fallen Order series, the Jedi series, yeah, yeah. you know, in a video game. Ahsoka, Other maybe? than that, would you say? Ahsoka, do you think any chance of turning up in oh, there? Oh, well, yeah, there is Ahsoka. Um, no, I, don't, I don't want Cameo of the Weekend to keep trotting them out. No, but. no, I don't, I don't think so with Ahsoka because, again, that is post-Return of the Jedi, isn't it? Yeah. And, Salic you know, yes. Obi-Wan really isn't – I think you're more likely to see a, a kind of an Anakin cameo in, in, yeah. in, 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 a, in Ahsoka. Yeah, that's what I, I think. think. So. But it's just unreal. It's, it's crazy to think. And the more – when we do a show like this, when we when we d- deep dive into a character like Kenobi, you do realize how actually there is room for a series here. There is room for a story to develop that. I think really what we mentioned earlier, that kind of that that fall in Revenge of the Sith, all the way to that kind of hope, that 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 real faith, that that concrete faith in yep. the Jedi Order, in in the in the light side of the Force you know, buy a new hope. There is a journey there. There is going to be, I think, probably a call to adventure for Mm Obi-Wan to really test his faith. And I I think that's this Disney Plus series. I think that is the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. That's what I think, mate, boy. I think you're right, mate. I think I think you're right. Um, if you had to pick one right now, your favourite iteration, your favourite version of Obi Wan mm. Kenobi across across all formats, what it, would you pick? Again, th- this can change. We can be fluid with this, but right now, right now, I I mean, it's because I've grown up with him. It's Ewan McGregor. There he is, man. Ewan McGregor. It's it's Ewan McGregor. You know, prequel trilogy. That's it. You know, I just, it holds such a special place in my heart. What about you, mate? Are you going to surprise me here? I don't, I don't think I am. I love Revenge of the Sith Ewan specific. I think I really, really like Revenge of the Sith Ewan because of where the character is as well was Ewan's performance. Yeah. But but I'm, I'm so excited to sit down and watch A New Hope again when we do the commentary for Patreon. I can't watch it until then because I want to re- revisit yeah, Sir yeah. Alec again because yeah. what he brings to that character is is just wonderful so Special. i'm kind of torn between sir alec in a new hope and ewan in revenge of the sith so at any given day it could change right now i'll probably lean towards sith ewan but tomorrow i might think actually no, no what sir alec guinness is probably my boy when it comes to this but i mean we're, we're, we're kind of sport for choicey that obi-wan couldn't beat dooku in a sword fight twice but you know dooku's a lad but he's gone yeah. from a headstrong padawan to a democratic hero to a jedi soldier to reaching this force nirvana through decades of sacrifice and a literal sacrifice burdened with the chosen mm. one the clone wars the end of the jedi and the republic exile watching over luke death guiding the new chosen one throughout th- from the ether the guy's had a history. He's one of the most important members uh, in galactic history, people in galactic history. But we're only a few days away, mate, from having a few more chapters. And how exciting is that? It's wonderful, man. It is wonderful. I am so excited for it. But like with anything in Star Wars, mate, like with anything, it does come down to the execution. Ooh, yeah. It's there. And listen, I'm sure this is going to be filth. And I'm I'm so, so excited. And I'm just hoping that Deborah Chow, and I think they will. I think Deborah Chow 
all the guys over at Lucasfilm, they, you know, there's a reason this has taken so long to finally get on our screens. They knew this needed to be right because it is so important to the overall story. Oh, Matty man. boy. It could be crap, but I, I don't think it will be. I don't think it will be. Matty boy, this is where the fun begins. Ending it with an Anakin quote. Is that right? Another happy landing, hopefully, next week. We'll see. Who knows? Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, a.k.a. Ezra Bridger, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. You're in the wrong place, Ezra Bridger, because we're going for a pint. Now, clear off. We've pulled the Essex Falcon outside of our favourite dusty (sighs) drinking hole, the Bantina. The only question that remains, Luke, is, shall we? Ah, Let's do it. I offer you a libation to celebrate the closing of our shared narrative. A libation. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? Anthony, give me the spiciest drink you've got. Pour me another Park Kellen sling. Where are you going, Master? For a drink? Oh, look at Ezra looking through the window. Yeah, oh. here we are in the Bantina. Each week, for those of you who are new to the show or old, we sit down here in the Bantina with the greatest listeners in the galaxy. We have a few Kef beers and we get your thoughts on our main discussion. And this week, we ask for your favourite iteration of the character of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes, and to kick us off this week is Vanessa Ashia Santos with this voice message all the way from Brazil. Let's hear it. Hello there. Oh, it's difficult. I absolutely love all the versions of Obi-Wan Kenobi. We can follow his path, his arc from the beginning as an apprentice until he becomes a force ghost, which makes me realize how super skilled and strong he is. Obi-Wan saw his master and Satine being killed, his apprentice falling to the dark side, he saw his family, his home, and the Jedi Order being destroyed. So this guy's been through a lot, and he didn't fall to the dark side. But, well, I think my favorite version of him, it's the one played by Mark Gregor, because it was the first time I saw Obi-Wan. <laughs> okay, Gildy, I started watching Star Wars from the episode 1, 2, 3. <laughs> That's it, guys. Thanks. Awesome voice message there from Vanessa. And yeah, we all love, we all love a bit of Obi-Wan, but I do particularly love that Obi-Wan in episodes one and three, that Ewan McGregor, Matty boy. Can't, I can't. You can't talk you know, it for some people, can you? I know. It's just so, it's, it is perfect. Uh, Jamie Garwood said, I would have, I would have to say Attack of the Clones despite me not liking the film. That's crazy isn't it what what a great take jamie he goes on to say mcgregor's role shows so much growth from the mechanic of the phantom menace his acting with Django is the best part of the film uh the burden he shows in revenge of the sith is wonderful what a comment jamie we love it uh samuel allen said the new hope version because it was the first time we saw this guy on the big screen and the journey from the prequel to the original trilogy would begin that is a solid argument there samuel and thank you so much again for sending in that spicy voice message vanessa yes nice one first time voice messenger all-time legend nice one vanessa thank you so much for that one uh, we've also got another voice message uh, here to play from a lad 
called John, also known as The Second Quest. Let's hear what he has to say. My favourite iteration of Obi-Wan Kenobi would have to be Old Ben from A New Hope, Sir Alec Guinness. Uh, Because really he's the archetype of that character. He's the one all the other versions aspire to be like. And the prequels and the Clone Wars have made me um, appreciate this version even more. Uh, Because despite all he's been through, the great loss, he's still optimistic and hopeful. He's even willing to put his trust in another child prodigy. Um, And ultimately, he sacrifices himself so that Luke can escape and carry on the fight. He's the the most noble version of that character. Oh, Ben, mate. So we've got... um, We're we're flip-flopping between versions of Ewan... Uh, in different films or just you and in general old Ben himself because as uh, Johnny Boy said he is the archetype this is the blueprint he is the origin he is the seed of the character of which everybody blooms from um, and yeah I, I, I this is what I was saying earlier I kind of flip flop between Obi-Wan's uh, Ewan and Alec because mm. Alec just brings something you know, Sir Alec just brings something to that role and uh, again, some of that is recontextualised and retro- retrospectively because we know what we, we we know what Ewan brings and what the voice actors bring, and it adds more to the A New Hope, you uh, Obi Wan. But I love what he's saying there. I love what mm. John's saying. And again, we've been wanting to get John on for a while, haven't we? And we finally got him on. Absolutely. And again, I like the beefing out. Like the Clone Wars did so much for Obi Wan. It beefed yeah. up. So so many characters, not just Obi-Wan, but Anakin obviously brought us Ahsoka, but characters beyond that and the political, the political background of the galaxy, which I think the prequel era just gives us so much. It gives us so much context. And I think it really is the king of uh, Star Wars in, in that respect anyway. But thank you so much for sending that in, John, you sick head. We got there. Um, we got there eventually. We got there eventually. John Unwin, such a legend. Go check him out on Instagram, The Second Quest. He's a naughty boy. Thank you so much, mate. Um, Jocasta Who said, prequel trilogy, Obi, specifically Attack of the Clones, Obi. Another tick for Obi-Wan and Attack of the Clones. He says, the hair, the burgeoning sass, hanging at Dex's. Yes. Uh, Rebel Mando Maya said, Clone Wars, because he was so sarcastic. The best duo moments with him and Anakin, some more animated love there. And um, the, the Sessions boxer, Alex Jessup, said, he said, oh man, that's such a tough one. I will say that Ewan has done a fantastic job of taking the beloved performance of Sir Alec Guinness and showing us the journey from young Padawan to respected Jedi Master. For me, though, it's the wise Alec Guinness we get in A New Hope that just edges it for me. Mm. So we're seeing a nice cross-section there of different opinions, different... Uh, preferences i think we can all agree that you know any obi-wan is good obi-wan but it's nice to see people why people are picking certain um ewans we got um shout outs to the phantom menace ewan we got more shout outs for the clone wars and um revenge of the sith ewan as well so it seems to be a, a, a nice little smattering of kenobi opinions across the socials mate yes absolutely and it's great to see a different like a variety of answers you know, so mate, it, it only echoes my fo- thoughts and feelings because, again, doing the main discussion, you think, oh, mate, there's so much to Obi Wan, 
throughout the nine films. He's so prevalent in this story. So, mate, bring on that series. Bring it on. Come on. Let's do and that's it. just Let's do film. it. Do it. And you go outside of the film, like the animated series, about, and you get even more. So, and the live action series. So, thank you everyone for sending in your messages and your voice messages this week. If you didn't get to, don't be disheartened. Don't give up. Please do keep engaging on our posts and sending us your messages, and we'll do everything we can to get you on a future edition of The Bantina. For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be so good. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. That's right. Spice is part of the boop boop boop. It's the Patreon questions section. And to kick us off this week is Alex Jessup. Watch out, guys. If you have a grandmother or a grandfather, there's a good chance he's going to hit them right around the face. Either way, let's hear it. Alex Jessup, (laughs) voice message. Hello, Luke and Matt and all the spicy sessioners. So I just did my sip up on my coat. I don't want to lose that again. So uh, here is my Patreon question for whatever month we're in. I'm too old and stupid to remember. Top five things not to say to a Star Wars fan. Go. You can either do five each or come up with a total of five. I don't mind. Uh, Can't wait to hear your replies and hear from you soon. Cheerio. Oh. Oh. <laughs> zip had me worried. It's like, Jessup, what are you doing? Jessup. Oh, the urinal again. God, <laughs> drinking all that cider, is he? Yeah, he doesn't want to lose that coat in German in Cologne again. Greater good. Um, Greater good. Mate, boy, top five things not to say to Star Wars fans. Go. What are you saying, mate? What are you saying? Um, um, the Last Jedi sucks. Um, Ray is a Mary Sue. And one of them is, <laughs> to, a, to a Star Wars fan, you don't say... Luke, I am your father. That ain't the line. No, I am your father. Uh, yeah. Star Trek's a bigger deal. Long that one off. Uh, we never go mm. up to a Star Wars fan, certainly not a convention, and say there's never a bigger fish. Don't ever say that to a Star Wars fan. There's always a bigger fish, so, but there, there are only six Star Wars films. No, there's not. Uh, grow up. And the other one is, uh, I hear people say, Star Wars died in the 80s. Come on. Everything, like a lot of the stuff we've just been saying in this main discussion, bloomed from the 90s onwards and is only getting stronger. When, and we've got this Kenobi series coming up, man. We're living in good times. We're living in good times to be a Star Wars fan. So there's about seven things. But what about you, mate? Top five things not to say to a Star Wars fan and go. All right. Um, is, is Padme just in the first three films? <laughs> Uh, number one <laughs> number two um wow. Oh, wow that's a lot of money to spend on a collection for someone who says they're not a collector oh yeah sounds like uh, sounds like something your wife has said to you recently luke no nah, she and ena- she's an enabler <laughs> she she's is a feeder in that sense to- totally unrelated mate totally unrelated <laughs> Um, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll say similarly. Um, you know, all Star. You must love all the Star Wars content. 
because every single Star Wars fan on the planet loves all Star Wars. Fact. So, and we're like that. All Star Wars fans, you know, we don't we don't actually, you know, critique anything Star Wars, do we? So not allowed. If anything, there's only one film. So Star Wars, and that's Empire Strikes Back. Oh, Everything else is rubbish. Everything else is rubbish, and it's uh, yeah. stupid. You're not a real um, fan. No, what's the other one? Oh, do you? Um, what's that? Um, the old uh, no, w- I come in peace. Oh, live long and prosper what? and all that. Live long. <laughs> I come in peace. I'm doing. I'm doing the flipping Spock thing. I'm doing, oh, I come in peace. Uh, we come yeah, in I've peace. actually had. I've actually had like people do that. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a massive Star Wars fan, and they've got and they've done the that like unironically. They've done the Spock thing, the hand thing. The, they've the never been seen again. Yeah, they've never been seen again. And um, oh, I think the other one is oh, that's for that's for kids, isn't it? Ooh, good one. Good yeah. one. I'm like, no, mate. Come on, it's for everyone. Yeah, all of it yeah. is, yes. <laughs> so half of, of those, is. half of those were ironic. Half of those were ironic. not ironic. So. Yeah, some of mine were. Some of mine, were, most of them are. You'll always find a bit of truth and legend. So, um, yeah, that's that's about fourteen things you wouldn't tell a Star Wars fan. Jessup, mm. what are yours? Everyone listening. What are yeah five things that you wouldn't tell a Star Wars fan? We'd love to hear. You can make them as fun, serious, or bonkers as you like, but do let us know what you'd give us, uh, what you'd not say sorry to a Star Wars fan, and what you'd give us. Uh, Jessa, mate, wonderful question as ever. Uh, keep your coat safe. Uh, next up, we have Scott Fisher, Essex Scott. He says, along with Star Wars, I rather enjoy Family Guy. Why I bring this up is I do love the three episodes Family Guy did of uh, the original trilogy of Star Wars. Don't know if you guys do as well. My question, however, is would you like to, to see Family Guy repeat what they did for the OT, but for the prequels and the sequels as well? And which Family Guy characters would you have in the needed Star Wars roles? Essex Scott's loves a cider. Um, Luke, have you seen the Family Guy trilogy? Did you like it? Would you like to see more? Uh, yes and yes. Simply put, Scotty Boy, I think it's I think it's a really good take on Star Wars. I, I I think there is room for it to happen, especially because Family Guy, American Dad, all that kind of Fox cartoon content is under the Disney umbrella anyway. Yes, so I yes. think you 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 could bring them in. To be honest, however, I think there's a, one or two complications with it. Um, I think Family Guy or, or Seth MacFarlane and and his team were able to do the Star Wars Family Guy trilogy because to call a spade a spade star wars was on a kind of a downward trajectory at that time there wasn't really any kind of conflict of interest right mm-hmm. now uh, you could potentially uh, particularly in the last few years when we've just had the sequels you could have a conflict of interest where you've got a uh, a, a cartoon show making light of Star Wars and then you've kind of got the serious Star Wars content going on at the same time um, usually you don't want those going on at the same time uh, I think if you give it a bit of, a, 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 a big chunk of time between the two I think it's usually um, better I think we could see a prequel trilogy Family Guy trilogy <laughs> Uh, in the future maybe sooner than we think um 
when it comes to characters i think that's the other kind of complication is so you obviously already have had characters play certain uh, family guy characters play star wars characters already um but I, I wouldn't even think that if i were you know heading up i wouldn't even think that deeply about it i would just like start again and do do the prequels um i think it could be really good i think they could be some really really good in fact i wouldn't be surprised if they've already thought about it mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll i'll add to that because i was thinking about this only the other day scotty boy nice. i think you could do a special and maybe a few episodes or maybe even one big episode of the potentially doing the mandalorian i think that is a <laughs> that is a long 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 time away because mandalorian is still in production so yeah. that's what i think may boy what do you think Any, anything to add to that gang star what do you reckon um well i i loved the the three family guy ot spinners i love i love them from mm. the titles down to the family guy gags as you if you've seen that you know what you're getting plus how well it it, it, it it's like a a cheeky love letter it's a love letter just to the three films as well they're they're parodying parodying yeah. them but it was at the same time you know showing love and lucasfilm were on board as you said they they gave them permission and they got to use a lot of the artists came over to help them out and i i, I see your point about lucasfilm you know their output being on the decline and i don't disagree but I think one of the problems now is despite Fox being owned by Disney and Family Guy falling under the Disney umbrella, I think the stumbling point to this is Disney themselves. Right. The Family Guy is, Mm. Family Guy is for a certain demographic, a certain age group and and upwards. Star Wars is meant to be for everyone. We all know it's tongue in cheek. We all know it's a laugh, but I wonder whether they'd want to put one of their prized IPs through the ringer for something which is, could be classed yeah that's a good that's a good point you know i'd love them to see beyond that because like you said i think the prequels is ripe that is right can you imagine you'd have um chris chris griffin would be anakin you'd have that weird creepy old guy's palpatine peter would be obi-wan brian is yoda lois is padme and meg could be i know evan pl that kind of like troll looking <laughs> jedi on the council mm. i think you could, i think there's so much you could do there in the sequels again the creepy old dude could be snoke chris would be kylo ren meg would be ray peter's han lois is leia again brian to quagmire the stick quagmire is luke just for just for the fun of it um <laughs> just you know it's why not um in the, I mean, there's, now you're now you're saying it i see it i see yeah. the issue it's i luke see the doing on that and island. it is I'll, I'll say this as well it's very of the time even though yeah. it's not like a million you know years ago i think it's very of the time and it and maybe i do think yeah disney disney might might not let it that, that, that's yeah, the only thing i, I can see i mean it would it would do well i mean i know family guy's still going i don't know what the ratings are i imagine they're still consistently decent at least so and you know with star wars i'm sure they could play on that and pull in a few more but um for the effort it would take i would love to think that they put resource behind it but hopefully in the next few years they could say something about it i think family guy for me is the only one i could pull it off and pull it off well they've done it already they've they can push it to a certain push your boundaries to a certain extent with star wars and it still felt like fun whereas i think some other ones could water it down or even go too far and it, it would be mm. naff so mm. i'd like to see it <sighs> will it happen no oh, i don't know just because of the whole disney thing but scotty boy if i was uh bob chapek and i'm glad i'm not then i would be signing off and saying yeah go on do it have it ready in a couple of years time 
I think that would be this, yeah, especially the prequels, mate. I think that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Good questions there from Alex and Scott, though. Family Guy, Star Wars, do you see it happening? Or do, oh, maybe even an American dad. Star be. Wars trilogy. Imagine that. That would be filth, wouldn't it? Uh, and also, top five things not to say to Star Wars fans. What do you say? I, I, I noticed as well. I said Padme again. I don't know what. I don't know why it just comes out like that. Well, call it's because it my brother says Wars it. Fan, would you? My my brother says Padme, not oh, Padme. But he says oh, it on purpose. He's like Padme, and Padme. I think that's just now like it's almost like hard coded into my head to hey, say Padme. To but it's not. Fan, it's Padme. If you went to celebration so, this week and said, "What do you think of Padme?" You wouldn't say that to a Star Wars fan. They say what? Who? Well, I, dude, there are a lot of our cousins over in America that pronounce it Padme. There are a they, lot, and they're they wrong. Sort it out. It's, they've they got need the to accent. sort it out. It's got the accent over the E, man. We've got to do it. Padme, we've even met Ladme before. Padme Amadala, mm. we know what it's all about. But um, yeah, like Lucky Boy said, let us know your answers to those questions. We'll be back again uh, with some more Patreon questions in the Bantina next week. But I'm not going to go about saying goodbye to the bartender. Let's sign off. Sorry about the mess, mate. But we have got to tell you, we're going to be back again this time next week for another stint in the Bantina. It's the Star Wars Sessions Game! Good, 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 good. Ah, good! Yes, that's right. That is right. Every week we end the show with a game just for the crack. We love the crack. Uh, and, and this week is my turn to host. Matty boy, are you ready? Are you ready for the crack? The crack. With Irish a sense crack. of C-R-A-I-C, crack. Yeah, With go on. Are you ready? With a fear and trepidation, yes, I'm ready okay. for the Irish crack. Good. Well done, mate. Okay, well, this one is called Fighting Talk. <laughs> All right, son. Fighting Talk. Matty boy, the rules yeah. of the game are real simple. No matter what I say, you have to defend what I'm saying for 20 <laughs> seconds. I've got a stopwatch right here. I'm going to, you have to defend it for 20 seconds and I'm going to grade you out of 10 ponder babbers. <laughs> right. Oh, here we go. Got to get my, if you did really, if you smashed it, it's 10, it's 10 ponder babbers out of 10. Okay. Gunning, you get it? I think I'm ready, right. mate. So I'm going to say I'm going to say a statement, and even if Matty Boy doesn't agree with it, he has to defend it. That's the okay. Game. Are you ready for fighting talk, Matty Boy? I'm ready. Gloves on. Okay, Matty Boy. Let's play the music and let's get stuck in. Get that thinking hat on, because buddy, your first statement that you got to defend for 20 seconds is this. The sequels are the worst Star Wars trilogy. Uh, well, the sequels are not planned out. You could tell from the start. <laughs> nobody cares about them. Somehow Palpatine returned. How did Palpatine return? Don't leave it to some book. Give it to me. You know, Finn. You know, Finn was really, really pushed to start with in the marketing. Couldn't even be bothered to flesh his character out in the end of it. So Poe, uh, I don't know what to do with Poe. We'll just have him a fly boy. Yeah. 
Nope, we're going. Very, we start that's with... it. Very, very, really. <laughs> Let that hate mean, flow through mate, you. Mate, boy, you, it sounds to me like you could have gone on for longer. <laughs> what are you talking about, mate? Oh, I love the sequels, but, it, you know, you've got to sometimes get it out there, haven't you? Do you know what? I'm going to give you, for the nine sequels, I'm going to give you nine Ponder Babbers oh. out of ten Ponder Babbers. Very, yes. very, very good. I Thank like you, that. mate. Solid, solid, brother. Right, okay. Are you ready for the next statement that you got to defend for 20 seconds? Oh, Let me reset so the timer here. Yes. I'm okay, ready. so 20 seconds are about to be clocked on. Uh, right. The current books and comics in the expanded content aren't really canon go uh, they release all these shows and they can't even be bothered to realize what cob vamp story is i mean what is the point they should throw the damn if they can't even think to look in chapter 17 of a book just show the comics are 20 pages usually have a look in that they're not they're worthless they're useless they're not gonna be worth any money they haven't got the staying power of the eu you don't see billboards about them anywhere they're not bringing anything to the table mate <laughs> i don't see billboards <laughs> Let's <laughs> yeah, you know it's good when there's a billboard guys you know it's oh, good when there's a billboard oh, okay billboard. i don't know if you're ready for the next one mate okay i don't, I don't think, think i am i don't know if you're ready I, don't think I, think I'm is, re- I hate you. i don't think i'm ready i don't think our listeners are ready but it was mentioned it was mentioned in our patreon section of okay. the show bit of bum bum um are you ready for the next def- next statement you've got to defend for 20 seconds? No. Yep, you're, doing yep. very, you're doing very, very well, by the way. I, I, I'm, I'm, because, you, because you were so accurate in that last one, I think I'm going to give you 10 Ponder Babbers out of 10 Ponder Babbers for that. I'm having a lot of fun. Um, right, okay, yeah, I, I've got the timer here. Zero, 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 zero. 20 seconds, this is the last one. This is the last one for tonight. I'm sure we're going to play this again. Are you ready, main boy? Yep. Okay, defend for 20 seconds that Ray is a Mary Sue. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she's not. She, 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 oh, I can fly anything. How? Because you did some simulations. Big whoop. Wait till you actually get in a starship and have to fight. Wait till you get in the trench run. That's what real flying is. Oh, you can just, you can fight a couple of Sith Lords. Great. You can take on Snoke and not die. How? Just because you're a Palpatine, apparently. I just think the way they written was poor. I just think it was, you know, it was really lame, really limp character. I don't care who she's played by. Oh, she's, I just think what the time is. Once again, you've gone over. You're nearly 30 seconds, mate. <laughs> it looks Rain like my guy's already got, deep down, he's already got like a million and one other reasons. I've been waiting for this moment. I thought the question was going to be, Ray isn't the English Rose. And I was. that's why I said, if it's what I think it is, I don't like you because I can't. Yeah. That's indefensible. Ray is an English Rose go. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, recently in BBC News, we've recently discovered that Daisy Ridley is, in fact, Taiwanese. <laughs> BBC Star Wars Sessions co-host Luke Bly has gone missing. <laughs> that game was... Rosegate. <laughs> Hashtag yeah. Rosegate on Twitter. It's just my mugshot in black and white looking really menacing. Um, oh. No, that was a fantastic... <laughs> fun. Fighting talk, mate. Uh, Fighting we'll talk. bring that one we back again. love it. So that is actually inspired by an old uh, Radio mm. 5 Live kind of sports game. Uh, I remember. So we, we love that. We love that. Well done, mate. Boy. I'm gonna oh. again, again, I'm going to give you a 10 Ponder Babbers. That 10 Ponder Babbers. Eh, so you've pretty well. much got full four marks there, man. Well right, done, I, mate. That was I'm cracking. formulating things to ask you in the next few weeks. Like, what can I have you defend or argue against? This is going to be great. This could be a recurring thing. Good good job, in the words of Obi-Wan. 
Good job. Fight and talk. We love it. I was thinking like, oh, you know, maybe do an over and under for Obi-Wan Kenobi, but I was like, nah, let's let's introduce fight and talk. Let's let's do that. Let's get in we're the so, filth. We're so close to the series now, mate. We're, we're, oh. We'll find out in, in, in hours almost. Uh, I know. It's within it's within forty eight hours now. Some some people Less. just think some people will be watching this like like the day Obi Wan Kenobi comes out, and they're like, "Oh, I'm at um, I'm at work. I got a bit in the office, and it's like I've got to wait till I get home." Nah. Listen, guys, you know I I get that. I get that. So if you're one of those guys, drop us drop us a message on socials and be like, guys, you've helped me through the day. And you've you've only gone and made me f- made fun of us, made fun of me, <laughs> you know, waiting for but, Kenobi. So when you, you know do what I mean. drop us a line, do beware because our spoiler recap will drop on Friday during the afternoon UK time. So just beware that that will be dropping uh, on Friday. I guess it's the time to say it. Our recap yeah. will drop on a Friday this week and going forward for the next four so five weeks. On a Wednesday, main show will be coming Unreal. out on a Friday from on Friday, June the third. Main show, and then for the subsequent three or four weeks after that, on a Friday. The that the it's not even the journey to Obi Wan Kenobi, mate. We're there. We're just waiting. <laughs> we're, we're just we're, waiting for them to open the door and let us in. And we're going to be watching some celebration as well, like oh. over the weekend. Even you know, so who knows what's going to happen, man? Who knows? Mate. I'm. I'm um, I, I can't. I, I honestly, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. it doesn't feel real. So, mate, bring it on, Obi Wan Kenobi. Hello there, you and McGregor, Hayden Christensen. Go binge the YouTube content with Hayden and you and McGregor, and find out what their ideal pizza topping is. If pineapple is goes on pizza, you, you know what these people ask them. Yeah, but I mean, we, I, I'd like to know the same kind of answer to that as well. But yeah, go yeah. go check it out, dude. I can't. It's not even them. I can't wait to see Rupert Friend. I can't wait to see Kamal Nanjiani. I can't wait to see Moses Ingram. I can't wait to see all, all of the other Inquisitors. Sun Kang. Dude, it's where's my Kenobi? It, dude, exactly, where's my Kenobi? Exactly. Where where is he? <laughs> and, and then, mate, uh, not to elongate the segment, but we may even have like an Andor trailer. By the time, like day hours after this show drops, we may have more Mando season three news, potentially new series or film news. What a time to be alive! What a time to be a Star Wars fan! As we said once ago, weeks ago, guys, let lest us be to preach to you, but let's just soak it all up. Let's, as Martin Tyler said, let's drink it and let's absorb it because this is, you know, we're getting what we've wanted for years now. Ewan and Hayden are back. We've also got celebrations. We know what's we're going to know what's coming. Let's enjoy this moment. And you swiners who are at Star Wars Celebration, <laughs> enjoy it. Yes. Be good. Remember, you're representing our fan base. Don't make us all look crazy. All right? And on <laughs> that, if you see a guy with a cardboard cutout of us, oh my God, him, find him. <laughs> Eve Evangel, he's a lead. Take, lad, he's a lead. He's a lad. Take a picture of him because he's going to be finding as many of you as possible. <laughs> and he's going to have a cardboard cutout of me and Luke. <laughs> for those who don't know eve our guy st90019 i think yep is, I, i've just freestyled that i think that's right. his uh yeah right this dude it, it, from austria slash malta he, he runs the malta outpost of the 501st legion this dude has a cardboard cutout of matt and i and he's <laughs> taking it around california and getting photos of like landmarks and stuff with us in it and he's also going to take it to celebration. So our guy, 
it, it, he's repping and we've got a load of other of our listeners and friends of the show who are out there guys enjoy yourself you know we're jealous in the most healthy way yes. have fun and may the force be with you absolutely couldn't have said it better myself cannot wait to hear everybody's stories see all of your photos and hear about the good times that we're going to be living in because it starts right now but that is also the end of this show so let the good times begin whilst the sad times start because we are going but my man the fun doesn't ever end there the fun doesn't end there no one's ever really gone Oh. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? <laughs> they can find us at StarWarsSessions.co.uk. You can search for us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Anywhere on social media, pretty much. Just search Star Wars Sessions and we will be there. Uh, drop us a voice note. We love a voice note. Drop us a message. We love a message to our email. Hello there at StarWarsSessions.co.uk. And don't forget about that Patreon, guys. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions and get included on all the filth that's going on there. Because right now, if you're not on the Patreon, you're missing out. You're missing out. That's it. We've so, got some filthy stuff coming, and the Langyap winners received their stuff oh, over the last month as well. So you get a couple of Langyap as well. Uh, hope no one's listening from Patreon. But if you want to support our show for free, you can do as Luke said up top by leaving us a five star rating or review on your podcast provider of choice, which now includes Spotify. Five stars helps the show grow. It introduces new listeners, and it's another way to hear from more of you guys each and every week. And please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum. Tell your nan. Tell your dad. I've done that out of order than what I usually do. Tell your mates. Tell your cats. Tell your Ewok. Go tell Moses Inns. Tell your cousin. The more the merrier. The castle spicier. Yeah, boy. Tell Ezra Bridger he's in the wrong place. But this is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time from me, see ya. And from Luke. May the force be with you always. Luke. Luke. Ah, Bresra. Erosia. What about this? Ben. Bacobi? Bacobi? Kobe. Bun. Wenobi. Yeah. Oh, Wenobi. Or Kenobi. Kenoki. Yeah, Kenobi. Kenoki. Oh, like, let's revisit <laughs> it's that. Still, it's May the it. force be. Let's, let's long it off. Come Bye. on. Let's have it. Enjoy, guys. They are Essex based podcast heroes. You seem a little on edge. What?